everybody. So this is really exciting. We are here to talk about season three and four of When Calls the Heart. Uh, this is our fourth episode of the Hallmarkies podcast, and uh, it should be pretty interesting to hear what we have to say. And uh, so Amber's here to join me. Hi, friends. The episode for season three is the New Year's, and I believe that Rosemary uh, it has to put on a New Year's play. Is that correct? Well, so what happens is Rosemary enters this competition talking about like the the idyllic frontier family New Year's or something. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, oh. And so she enters that, she wins, she's selected, and then there's that funny plot line where she has to convince Lee to pretend that they're engaged. Right. That was um, not funny. engaged, married. But they're, they they're just started to date. They, uh, but they pretend to be the married and it's, it's really fun. But yeah. as part of Rosemary's new year spectacular, she, they, she sets up the play, the new year's yeah. play. So there's this play. And yeah, that is a lot of fun when they're like pretending to be married and like Lee's just kind of like, looking at her and like how far is she going to take this and it turns out the reporter sort of knows all along you know that they're not really married and uh, but he still wants to do the article and uh, yeah it's 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 this is this is a fun one i i really like the next christmas one is the one i was thinking of but uh but yeah and this did very well too i'm looking at the viewers um 2.49 so i guess uh, which is a lot higher than any other episode I'm seeing. I guess it must have gotten a bump from uh, yeah, Hallmark the Christmas bump viewers. Yeah. So um, the thing about the the movies, I'll just say, is I think they are way better than the series because they don't have to deal with the storylines that I feel really bog down the fun of the series. Yeah. So I mean, you know, in New Year's and Christmas, they don't really spend more than a second acknowledging, oh, the railway or oh gowan's the worst or yeah. whatever their their plot yeah. happens to be it's just like a, it's basically the whole thing is something fun that rosemary can do <laughs> so yeah. it's i think it really benefits from being unshackled from the yeah. arcing storylines yeah and they really are pretty self-contained you could watch them and not watch the show and, and pretty much understand what's going on yeah so I, I really loved it. I mean, there's not yeah. a lot to dig into as far as like this over storyline because it's yeah. self-contained for the most part, but I really loved it. Uh, it to that point, it was easily my favorite part of the show. So yeah. So how many crowns did you give the Christmas special then? I would have given the New Year's special. New Year's special, sorry. Um, I would give it 3.75 crowns. Okay. I basically have the same. We're on the same page with that. Yeah. Cause uh. it's, it's, it's really fun but it's not perfect but it's pretty yeah. good i think i like the like i said the next one a little bit better but it, it's 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 cute it's really cute in season three it starts out the main plot line is uh that you know gowan's all being greedy and he's trying to stop lee from his sawmill and and uh and other sort of greedy schemes yeah and, and you know and i I apparently am the world's biggest Gowan apologist. I don't think he was trying to like prevent Lee from making whatever, but I think he was just like, you know, you got to grease the palms of industry. He was just trying to make money off of Lee. I don't think he was trying to like sabotage Lee. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. I know everyone's like Gowan's a mysterious mustache twirling villain. And he is, but I don't think that it was like, 
Because what benefit would it give him to actually run Lee out of town? There, there would be no one to take that slash. Yeah, he but be able to pay anyone. I mean, I guess I wish that we got we, towards season four. We did get a little few softer moments with him, but he is pretty. Uh, if if people see him that way as being sort of the scheming bad guy, it's because that's a lot of how he's presented. And there's not a lot of he's not that well rounded of a character. But, uh, but I see the rounds in Gowan. All right. Um, except for, but season three, it's he's tied into the um, storyline with Jack Wagner and Nora. I can't remember what Jack Wagner's character's name is right now. Uh, Bill, Bill Avery. Yeah, he's yeah. he's tied into that Bill Nora Gowan love triangle thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is just. Did anyone have fun watching that? No. I mean, like she was slightly less so, annoying than so, too. She's but adorable, she's though. Like her, like she's so beautiful. Yeah. But like, and like, I could see why those guys would be like, "Hey," and I'm confused. Was he? Is, are they trying to say that Gowan was the biological father of the kid that got raised by Bill, or what? I I never got any clarity on that. The there's you mean their son? Yeah. Oh, I never got, I never thought that. Well, because he was like, oh, you left her. And then he was like, well, I had to leave her. I got moved. And they were like, well, you could have not abandoned her. And so I'm like, so is he the, is that what they're saying? That he was the father of the kid? I never picked up on that, but who knows? If you have an idea in the comment section, please, please, please help us out. Um, But (laughs) the, uh, the other sort of, main plotline in this beginning is pastor frank has a dark side and we got hints of that in season two well it turns out he used to be a outlaw a a thief whatever and there's these two these three guys that are uh wanting i think one of them or two of them are his brothers or i i'm not sure two of them are brothers but they're not his brothers okay anyway so they want to use his special skills i guess that he has and get him back into the on the bad side from being a preacher and and i couldn't care less yeah i really couldn't either it was very boring and 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 him and abigail are having this relationship and she gets upset with him uh, for lying we also get the plotline of uh, elizabeth purchasing her own home uh, in this time and also we have jack also buying land for them to live on someday so that's kind of these early uh chapters there's chapters episodes there's also a ton of time spent in the school yeah this season these episodes a ton of time spent with the with the kids whether it's a science fair or other activity of some kind and most of the time it's very boring well and we do get the introduction of um cody and becky in this season so yeah um so they're a big part of the show yes um oh can we also just talk about completely dropped um elizabeth's family that storyline's dead jack's brother is dead to us as well um like the last we saw of her family elizabeth's sister had run away the end right yeah yeah you're right and so she's just run away and no one told her or she just ran away and elizabeth doesn't care uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, these were very boring outlaws. They just, I don't know, they just didn't do anything for me. And yeah, you do get uh, in episode five, you get Faith 
uh, coming into town who helped treat Jack's brother in Hamilton. And she is a nurse. And for, at first, Elizabeth is very kind of worried about their Jack and Faith's friendship. But uh, that seems to subside fairly fairly quickly. They kind of give her her own plot lines and things like that. Yeah, if um, Vibrant Spark, uh, Rosemary, couldn't pull Jack away from Elizabeth, Faith, <laughs> who is very sweet, is not going to pull away Jack. I'm sorry. Rosemary yeah. is the best. And if he doesn't love Rosemary, then he will only love Elizabeth. Yeah, so agreed. So, okay. Uh, the, I'm trying to see if I can Oh, find... and then we also get, um, so there's the whole Cody and Becky thing, which and, is yeah. fun, and, I guess. It gives, it gives Abigail something a little bit more to do than just being right to other adults all the time, I guess. And it mm-hmm. is an outlet for her, I want to say know-it-all, but I don't want it to sound rude. Like, she's a little bit of a know-it-all. Yeah. Um, her know-it-all streak gives it an outlet that's more normal because i feel like if she was just always bossing people around people in real life would be like okay chill out abigail but her you know her correcting and teaching children how to live makes more sense so i mean i do like the addition of cody and becky as far as that's concerned yeah and uh they're, they're pretty decent kid actors yeah uh, they're they, they don't do too bad a, a job so he uh that uh you know is has like health problems uh with her like legs and other things and well i think she just got some like weird fever right some old timey fever and then because she was recovering for so long she was like weak and couldn't walk but like it was psychosomatic and she just like didn't think she could walk or whatever and then she had she was healed somehow but whatever yeah so uh they uh, they have a let's see here so then it's in episode five we get the like at the end we get the introduction of aunt carolyn so yeah a an arc for the season so aunt carolyn comes in she is the aunt of cody and becky and she says that she is going to take them and uh and she's going to raise them and she's going to take uh, Becky out of school because of course she's a genius like we already know with all these children and hashtag uh, genius children genius children becomes a, a serious point of drama for this this season well I, I don't remember that lasting very long because it was basically like she was wrong and then Elizabeth and Abigail were obviously right as usual and then of course they were able to see her point of view and then she was like and I'll pay for you to have all the college hooray I'm just a wealthy aunt who allows you to follow your dream i guess it was just two episodes it felt longer (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay yeah and then we also get the announcement of the the hollywood movie is going to be shot uh, yes uh in the town and she is very of course rosemary is very excited about this yeah and that was fun having the little the little hollywood movie arc Mm -hmm. and then having rose like obviously what are the odds of the hollywood producer being like oh it's rosemary laveau but it's funny so it's fine and then her making the choice ultimately to not go to hollywood because she found a different dream i like yeah that's really cute i know feminists 
who are like, whatever, but like, if that's what she wants, then she can have that. Thanks. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was a really cute scene because they'd had a scene earlier where she told him, Oh, I'm going to go do this. You could kind of see like him being sad, but being being sad, but supportive still. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Everything they do is perfect. They're perfection. So Um, there's also this plot line where Jack is trying to help this single mother uh, that the husband has gone away because he can't deal with the pressure and the stress and whatever. And so he's like trying to bring them back together. And he was uh, like, so well, I didn't know I had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> see, and see, I just feel like it would have been such a good point because I really feel like they were saying that Gowan was the biological father of the kid. I would have thought it was a perfect opportunity to show a soft side to Gowan where like he finds out about this and he ends up giving advice to the kid like you don't want to give up on the woman you love and your child like that would have been fun <laughs> yeah i can see that i i never thought that about gallon but it i can see what you're saying so it's the end of episode six where they get the the f- fine where abigail makes her her she begs for uh for for cody and uh you get this the passion please they gotta say so yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then the end of the season we have jack's mother brooke yeah. shields coming into town and i was not a fan did you like this no i didn't and i don't know why i mean i love brooke shields and i think she did a good job i just felt like it was it was just a contrivance to try to keep jack and elizabeth apart because for some reason they just don't want that to happen yet which well and I don't you know necessary. you and i know we both love we don't mind contrivances or we wouldn't watch hallmark movies but uh but i don't know I, she just felt very modern to me and yeah this show feels very modern i just i wasn't a big fan of that whole pl- plot line uh, i don't know no um, yeah i i'm and i'm like i feel like i could be happy to see his mom come back in the future um, it's just what she ended up doing while she was on the show, which was essentially nothing. She she didn't really bring Jack and Elizabeth closer to each other. She didn't help Elizabeth find out something about herself. She didn't help yeah. Jack figure something else about himself. I mean, she was just there basically because Brooke Shields was like, yeah, sure, I'll be on your show. Which <laughs> she was basically is, caused some conflict for Elizabeth. It's sort of the idea. But, uh, but, but not any more than a roommate would have cause there was nothing really in the dynamic of her being jack's mom that made it more of a conflict you know mm-hmm. i mean even if it was just some random roommate elizabeth would have reacted in the same sort of like oh i'm sorry let me help you kind of way yeah so i don't know that it necessarily created anything for the storyline yeah but yeah, I liked, really I liked seeing Brooke Shields and I, I hope she comes back and is able to do something a little bit more fun in the future. Yeah. Um, but the storyline itself didn't really work for me. Yeah. Rosemary is planning her wedding and this, and it turns the end. She, of course, she wants to be a huge thing at first. Yeah. And uh, is very excited. And then you also have Gowan and Nora and all of that uh, going down. Uh, so. They kind yeah. Of- and then, so the, the Rosemary's big fancy wedding thing was a fun storyline to follow it going through because it was fun to watch her plan and be excited and be a bossy person. Right. And then what ultimately happens because of the, the miners mudslide, right? Yep. So um, this is at the neighboring mine, Silverton mine. Yeah. It was yeah. actually so amazing mm-hmm. watching Rosemary, like, cause we've, 
we've always been told that Rosemary is sort of flitty and lame, but I don't really see that all the time. I think she's just being showy. Yeah. Um, and people are saying like, she's super selfish, but I don't really think that she is. Um, not at her core. I think she's just showy, right? And mm-hmm. she's just trying to do whatever will be the most yeah. grandiose thing. Um, and she just sees herself as a star, not necessarily coming from a place of selfishness. Anyway, but yeah. being able to see her without even a moment's hesitation, like offer up all of her stuff for the relief effort, yeah. basically. It was so, really great because I, really I feel like it was something that we've always seen Rosemary capable of doing. We just haven't seen her have a real opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed seeing that. And when she was like, they'll be the dress best bandages of all, whatever she said was so funny. Yeah. 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 So she's, she rips up her, she lets her fabric for the bridesmaids dresses be used for bandages. And then she gives all of her uh, wedding food to the, the people in need. So it's really cute. It is and, really cute. And it does end with their wedding. And- Which is adorable and it's the best. And it really boosts the show, the yeah. series. I feel like the whole series itself was pretty not great. I'm going to not lie because it was just a lot of storylines and plots and a lot of focus on either the children being geniuses and (laughs) that's just a very repetitive storyline for me or um, storylines that I'm not super interested in like Frank being an outlaw or Gowan and And Nora. Avery and stuff. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Uh, But then this final episode really put it, you know, up into a, a better place than it would have been without this final episode. Sorry. The season two crowns, and it was probably like one crown, and then it got an extra boost by the how much I liked prayers from the heart. The finale. Just saying. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I I liked season four even less. I I'd say um two and a half for me for this one. So that basically covers most of season three. Uh, we'll cover the Christmas special as down to the Christmas special. So there's this peddler who comes into town. Santa. Yeah, basically. And Secret Santa. <laughs> and uh, he's kind of got everything in his, in his cart that people need. And all of a sudden the, um, uh, the, the train or the, the, stagecoach or whatever's going to bring all the stuff for christmas isn't going to come so they have to figure out how to make everything or you know get stuff from the peddler and they're able to make kind of an old-fashioned christmas and make everybody's dreams come true and all of that so it's pretty uh pretty good oh i have this christmas uh um it was perfection it was literally everything that an episode of when called the heart should be everything that a christmas show could be it was perfect it was was the best show ever and like there was even rosemary being silly and then rosemary learning something better and and jack being like you're gonna say that you are shocked and astonished and that you love it and then she tells him that exact she says exactly what jack says she's gonna say and it's so funny so leyland buys her a spider brooch which i guess is all the rage at south bees or whatever in new york but she thinks it's hideous she hates it and so she tries to pretend like uh, somebody stole it somebody whatever and uh but then jack ends up getting she didn't say that anyone stole it she just thought that he was gonna think that he lost it and then he said someone stole it because there was a thief 
Oh, okay. The town, okay. But I don't, That's right. I don't remember whatever happened with the, the thief. I don't remember who. Well, no, because they accused the peddler of. I know they accused him, but I don't know who actually was the thief. I can't remember. She was the thief. No. She took it. Did she, someone else get lose something or was it just him? I'm probably um, thinking of another time. It doesn't matter. Anyway. anyway, yeah. So she sells it to the peddler because she, she wants it to be to go away and thinks that he, he'll think it's either lost or whatever. And the peddler ends up in, in jail because they think that he stole it. <clears throat> and anyway, yeah. So uh, Jack tells her, you know, like, you're going to pretend that you, that you love this and you're going <laughs> to. So that was pretty cute. It was cute. Um, the whole show was so perfect for me. I can't even think, like, basically it was just how well the setup was for each person's gift and whatever they needed to get from the peddler and how it all just sort of wove together in perfect mm-hmm. unity. And um, and Cody giving up his fancy baseball, and it was like, he's so precious. And then it was so great. Like, the only only thing that made me a little bit, like, mad was um so cody sells his baseball and whatever and then abigail's like hey that's cody's baseball why do you have it and he's like oh she bought it for this kid and it was blah 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 because you know it was 10 pennies and he had no pennies at all anyway um because he was i do not understand why abigail didn't just say that's so great and then as a special birth christmas prize for him buy the ball back from the peddler yeah yeah i was kind of surprised with that too but uh he because he's buying um a present for his sister no not his sister a girl just um one of the new girls and she needed her like betsy whoopsie doll or whatever it's called oh yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right yeah and so it was really cute and uh, i hope they grow up and i hope they get married (laughs) this is what i this is the thing about the kid storyline i'm just like saying we're putting in work for season 12 when the kids are 17 and they can have romantic storylines like we're it's playing like a, and stuff and it's like gonna loves, be like loves come softly but like <laughs> love loves like enduring promise yeah we're, um and i'm just like, like yeah i'm excited to see <laughs> when cody and betsy whoopsie girl fall in love and i 100 percent cannot wait until the kid who scared off the bear who scared off the bear ends up falling oh, yeah, in love yeah, yeah. with like the little girl who has the teddy bear like <laughs> they are gonna get married for sure because she said oh i'm gonna marry you someday even though she thought he was lying i mean he was lying. oh she it. did I, she I've did when she that. thought that he saved her from the bear isn't that what's that girl opal is her name or something like that anyway yeah okay so what would you grab the christmas special then five five for five, five. it was really perfect I've watched it again and again. (laughs) It was really good. I will give it a 4.5. Ooh. I really liked it too. It was really good. Um, Okay. And it was the most popular thing that they have aired. 3.66 million viewers. So there you go. We talked about how in our first episode, how they had one of their best years ever uh, in 2016. So that's probably part of it. So in season four, we get the uh, arrival of the railroad and the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and we have Abigail becoming mayor and uh, the head of the railroad led by a guy named Ray Wyatt. 
Yes. And so he wants to bring the railroad in to a particular area. The farmers are freaking out about it and like causing all this conflict and Abigail must decide what to do. And uh, she tries to have it be a vote of the town, but then in the end she has to decide what's best for the town. Uh, she goes against the railroad, which Gowan says is pretty stupid. I just, I was not a big fan of Abigail being mayor. I just, it didn't interest me. Most of this stuff. I found the, uh, the the I found the railroad people pretty boring. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, the, Abigail being mayor is basically just the problem with Abigail, but times a million because she's not just in charge of some people or like the people who come to her. She's like, I'm in charge of everyone. I'm in charge of the town. I know everything that's right. It's me. It's me. And I, she's not doing it in like that kind of a way, but it feels that way to me, even though she's yeah. not doing that way. I just feel crazy about it. And so I hate when she's the mayor person. And yeah. I mean, honestly, I, the whole time I was like, I hope the railroad leaves and goes to another town. And she's like, oh, I'm calling you bluff. And of course it works out for her because everything always works out for Abigail. Yeah. But I just wish that it wasn't. And like when Gowan was like, because uh, Gowan actually gives her like good advice like you have to make the tough decisions oh my gosh that, that, thank you I am so happy that like, you said that you can't let the town like lead it up to an open vote like that shows that you're weak and not willing to make decisions like you need to make these decisions it's your job and uh and which is true and so I don't know it's it's just it's just I, I was just on team gallon so much of this season this is probably why i'm like in retrospect the most gallonist of all the fans <laughs> is because like every time he was giving elizabeth some advice that she inevitably ignored which somehow worked out for her miraculously um <laughs> i was like yeah, that's why he, yeah everyone yeah. anyone he gives advice to <laughs> yeah. um and it's just like Sometimes he's not even actually making a threat. He's just like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And he's just yeah. like, it would be like, he's like, you know that, if that were me, I wouldn't do that. But he's like, he's like this. So everyone's like, that was a threat. And he was like, no, it was just from your advice. Not every time. The railroad, I thought, was a very uh, kind of archetypal kind of villain character. You knew that, that Ray Wyatt was really up to no good. And that you well, didn't I know. actually feel like they didn't quite know what they wanted to do with Ray Wyatt. I feel like they wanted oh, really? to make the railroad always the villain, but I don't think they knew that they wanted Ray, Ray Wyatt to be the bad guy until mm. later. I think what happened was they were trying to decide, and I don't know what, what production is, maybe this was their plan all along, but it felt to me like they were like, okay, we're going to have to lose somebody at the end of the season. It's either going to be Gowan as the like guy who ends up taking the fall finally, or this Ray Wyatt guy who ends up taking the fall. They were like, oh, who is it going to be? And then I think they finally decided that like Gowan's, Gowan's the best. So they kept him and then they finally turned the corner on Ray Wyatt when he grabbed Faith's arm and was like super aggressive with Faith. And yeah, that's basically when they turned I, the corner on him. He never really did it for me. So Ray Wyatt. Well, he, didn't, he didn't do it for me either, but I felt like they weren't sure mm. what they wanted him to be. Interesting. In well, the earlier episodes. Interesting. Well, anyway, he has his nephews that are there and they're creating all kinds of trouble. There's all these new students in the town and uh so at this first episode they have jack and elizabeth planning this baseball game and that was kind of fun i thought 
I'm like, I'm like, of course it ended in a tie. I wish some team had won and they were like, you know what? It doesn't matter whether you win or lose. Tie, play the game. Yeah, and I guess. But I had fun with it. Them being competitive. I thought that was sort of fun. Uh, and uh, so, and, and her trying to like learn baseball from a book and stuff. And I, I enjoyed that. That was okay. And so anyway, and then next we have uh this so lee is getting all of these orders super stressed and rosemary is like very worried about it so she's like cooking tons of food <laughs> she's making like these huge meals <laughs> and, um and then jack gets this uh medal from the mounties and uh there's oh we forgot to talk about they, they've made elizabeth a writer yeah and i'm just gonna awesome. ignore it can we just ignore it because okay. it's it'll never come of anything until like the last season when she gets her book published and she's going to call it one calls the heart and it'll be like that's how the book ends yeah. i'm just not i just don't want to talk about it all right because we've just seen that so many times with ann shirley and and joe march and like so many characters from this except era. for joe march really was a writer who continued and became published hashtag actually happened <laughs> okay so yeah that was kind of cheesy but anyway and so uh there's uh, all this there's continued conflict and bill has also been hired as this like security uh, once again another uh, bill storyline i don't care about <laughs> episode elizabeth puts on a carnival to try to earn money and there's this little boy whose father is a single dad who's uh named shane yeah, Philip is, is the kid's name, and Philip is adorable, he is and cute. he is a great addition. More Philip, I say. Philip and Opal can fall in love if, if if things don't work out with her and the kid who has the bear. Right. So anyway, so that was kind of fun, and uh, and Rosemary gets a job at the cafe because she's like so you know anxious, and she gets a job at the cafe, and of course she's like a disaster at being a waitress she's yeah. really bad so and and i i think it's bill who hires rosemary if i'm not mistaken it is see bill yeah, does yeah. great things when he's not <laughs> doing the arcing storyline yeah and so a new teacher uh, yeah that's right it's, it's five where elizabeth gets fired because there's this letter saying that she used her like family's influence or something like that yeah. to gain her position which I don't understand why that's necessarily a bad thing. Like that's how most people get their jobs. Yeah. I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't really understand why they did it, but the superintendent was like, this is a problem. So then yeah. obviously Gowan, he was like, this was brought to my attention. I got to do this. And who knows how long he had that letter and how long he was sitting on it. But I'm like, you know what? It's a plausible reason. So HR wouldn't even get mad at him. He wouldn't even be able to be sued because he's like, this is reasonable. And I was like, fine. And she really was like such a jerk to the railroad people being like, I just not everyone's Lee, okay? Not everyone's just going to give your people time off. And she was just always like nitpicking Ray Wyatt. And she's like, you need to pay more money for the children. You need to let your people have more time off because they're overworked so your children can learn. And I'm like, you should teach them to learn, woman. She's like, well, they need to learn at home. And I'm like, well, you're always at their houses anyway, so you're fine. You just, <laughs> anyway. So I don't even, I don't, I don't even mind that they did this as the railroad no. and Gowan. But okay. what I would have preferred, you ready? What yeah. I would have preferred, which is kind of what ended up happening, but I would have preferred that the railroad started their own school. Well, that's kind of what they did. And then well, it, it's what, it's not exactly what happened. Like 
she got kicked out and then she started being a tutor and she's like that's not good yeah. enough well and they say like we want to hire you as uh as the as a teacher for our school but she says i don't want to do that because i my name has still been tarnished and she's trying to get other people who the guy who superintendent whoever wrote the letter she's uh he he was kind of skeevy and and uh and gross and so he's trying to she's trying to get these other women who he was skeeving gross to to support her and come out and everything like that and so anyway you have that whole plot going on and i just i don't know i just thought that i thought that this was really a downer and just not i didn't like it i didn't like this mr stone man i thought uh i don't know it just it was just it was just a thing that the thing about it is nobody in the town learned anything from it like yeah. none of the people who end up sticking around learns anything. The only people who learn or grow from these storylines mm -hmm. are the people who end up going away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you have, uh, you also have a new, you have Carson Shepard coming into town. Okay. Let's talk about how much I love Carson Shepard. A million, a million percent. <laughs> I love him. Uh-huh. What do you Played by the him? impeccable Paul Green. Yes. He is a very, he's a hall star. Let's definitely hall star. <laughs> Hashtag hall star. <laughs> Um, and he is a very attractive. He is star. very attractive, but even more so than a very attractive. I think he does a great job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the storyline of him was interesting. I mean, even though they tried to make us think like he had some dark secret and it wasn't even us, it was Frank who really took a turn for the worse in this season. <laughs> um, okay, Frank, let's, <laughs> let's get back off your sanctimonious horse, Frank. Being like, this guy's got a secret. He's got a trope past. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, bank robber. Yeah, let's talk about people's troubled past. Also, aren't you supposed to be a priest? You're supposed to be running people out of town. You're supposed to try to help people bring them on the passion of righteousness. Like, yeah. oh, it made yeah. me so frustrated that that plot point because it yeah. didn't even feel Especially like something when that he had a guy been who given like, of his past. Why was he so like diving into into this into Carson Shepard's past and we knew we knew the instant he came on screen the first thing he ever does is literally saves the girl with the Betsy Hoopsie doll oh, from yeah, being run yeah, over right, right. literally obviously he's not a, yeah him. yeah Agreed. there's no there's no shadow of a doubt in my mind that he's a good person right so it, the whole thing was like I mean I could understand them being like oh what's this but that sounds like something that like not Frank would do because Frank is the pastor who came from a life of crime and it didn't make sense to me that he would do that. I mean, that's something that Bill would bring up something that even like Rosemary would bring up being nosy, but not something that Frank would be all rude about. I don't know. It made yeah. me mad. So then there's also this whole thing with this young uh, Mountie that uh, Jack had had mentored and uh, they they meet again and there's all this conflict. I can't even remember what conflict was. Any conflict up north. There's all kinds there, of going there, on up like north. outlaws up north who are just guess, like running, yeah. the, running the, the roost. So and they're so, trying to you know get them out but I don't know. Yeah and so it's uh, it's 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 very sad that the young Mountie ends up getting killed and so Jack ends up going up there to the funeral and everything like that and he's very depressed and this is like the first in a long line of people who are depressed this season that's part of the reason why I didn't Abigail's depressed uh Elizabeth is depressed 
about not having her job and because of Jack leaving and Jack is depressed and uh, everybody's depressed. It's just very sad. Uh, well, even the, thing about, the thing about the like trials that they go through, they don't learn anything is why I think it's an irritation to me. Because, because Rosemary's depressed at a certain point. She's sad. Lee's depressed at a certain point. Like, everybody's just, I don't know, it felt like it was such a downer this season. It was a downer. But Lee and Rosemary, I mean, they go through their struggle, which is trying to balance their own lives with being married and being with each other and also dealing with, like, added work pressures and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I feel like they, we see them have these conflicts, have these issues, work through them together, grow together, you know? Um, and, and they both kind of learn and give a little in their relationship. They, they kind of do that. Abigail doesn't seem to me to have learned anything or grown through any of her stuff that she's gone through in this season. I'm not going, I don't know. And then like Elizabeth doesn't, and Jack don't seem to have really learned anything more other than Jack was like, well, I've learned my duty. I got to go up north. Like, yeah. that's not, so that's he's not really like a character growth. It's just yeah. like a motivation. So if he comes back from like the war up north and has changed, that could be interesting. But I just sort of feel like at this point, we're season four seasons in. And I don't really think that Elizabeth has changed from season two to season four. She, she, I mean, she underwent some growth yeah. and Jack underwent some growth in season one. And, but I don't think Abigail has changed since the first episode. Yeah, agreed. And uh, so Jack uh, ends up proposing to Elizabeth. And that was a pretty beautiful, you know, fun scene. It was, uh, you know, when, once, I, the, once the tea candles back <laughs> in the day or the twinkly lights in now come out, that's right. when stuff gets real serious. But I mean, even that is just like, well, what made this moment the finally the moment that he was actually going to propose? Because there he wasn't, was leaving. But there, that doesn't, it's not a decision based on like character growth. It's a decision based on like a war wedding. Like, boop, I just got to get engaged before I leave. I mean, I would have um, actually really approved if they had gotten married right before he left, like a quick wedding. Hmm. But I don't know. It just yeah. feels to me like they... It didn't actually change anything in their relationship. At least it was positive, though. I just felt like everything was so, like, yeah. Oh, and so, like, this was a nice moment. I did like with Rosemary crashing Lee's car. That was funny. And I mean, I everything also, with Rosemary is great. Even yeah. when she was having, like, her Lee and her were having their moment of, like, struggle with each other, they, mm-hmm. it was still, like, compelling because I was yeah. like, oh, what, how is this going to work out? And they resolved it, and they grew, and they made it made sense. Yeah, but I also really loved the scene where he loses his voice, the, the storyline, whatever. That was really funny. That worked. That uh, was so funny. And and she negotiated down for the railroad, and it was yeah. so funny. Yeah, it was really good. So yeah, there's just but there's tons of time spent on uh, the railroad and Elizabeth and the school and the like. Bill looking into the railroad and and uh there's uh the uh, i don't know just all that was so slow and there's all of this there's lots of time in this season spent on the uh the kids and their various like i said science fairs and other projects and everything and well it's and- because jack leaves and they don't have anything for elizabeth to do or be other than a teacher 
or in love with Jack. Yeah. So I think they need to find another depth to her or this fake writer thing, which no one cares about. Right. He gets very oh. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's this, all of a sudden there's this mysterious like city doctor, like is he like he's a railroad doctor? I don't know who he is. But anyway, and uh, we find out that the big secret of uh, Carson is that he is a, a doctor, uh, but he uh, and not just a doctor, a surgeon, like big surgeon. time nailed it. <laughs> right. And so he was operating, he decided to operate on his wife. Um, and I can't remember. She had like a cancerous tumor okay, and tumor. they were like, she's not going to make it. But he's like, well, let's try doing surgery anyway. And then she died on the table. And her sister was like, he murdered her. And everyone else in the entire world who had a sense was like, no, he didn't. He didn't murder her at all. Like the the medical board, everything uh, cleared him, but he's obviously very upset, and he sort of turned away from medicine because he's scared they'll do something like that again. And so then Cody gets, and he's actually once it's announced, he's like, "Well, I'm just going to leave," and so he's headed out. And uh, Cody all of a sudden has this pain in his stomach. It turns out it's appendicitis, which is very difficult to diagnose. I've had appendicitis and I had my appendix out. So I, I guess maybe I related to this quite strongly. It's, it's very difficult to diagnose because it can easily, the same symptoms can be a million other things. Yeah. And, well, uh, when it ruptures, I'm just going to say, you're like, you know what? I am literally dying. So please take me to the hospital. I'm dead. Both appendix free. So we could relate to Cody quite strongly, I think. Yeah, but poor Cody. So oh, poor Cody. <laughs> but yeah, there's this there's this comp- there's a city doctor, whatever. He thinks it's just like nothing, but Carson is sure that it is appendicitis, new to do the surgery. And so there's definitely some tension there. Uh, and it, and that's what makes Lee depressed, is because he thinks of his brother who had its surgery but didn't make it and uh, he never got to finish reading Tom Sawyer, and so and he was very sad. Uh, it was so it was so beautiful and so sad. Lee the whole time when Cody was sick, and honestly, I know I keep saying it, but like everything Lee and Rosemary do is perfection, and they still the show even in even in this where it's like Cody's dying and there's all this anxiety and all this stuff, and all these other people are doing these like great big things. The scenes with Lee and Rosemary and when Rose and talking about his brother was by far and away the best part of the whole show. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. It's very true. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just thought this season was a slog to get through. I, it does have a few moments, which were nice, but overall it was just like pretty bored in every episode. And, and I, I just thought there was so much, like we skimmed over a lot of the like of the student stuff a lot of the mayor drama a lot of the railroad drama the outlaws the just all of that was so boring and lame like there's this whole plot with this uh this aj foster or whatever that uh that bill avery is like hunting down and i know poor bill he's just like always has to do the most boring things (laughs) And, and there's like this whole like shootout and stuff and i don't know i just i I just found it kind of tough to get through, to be honest. Uh, two two crowns, but I don't know. Tempted to give it one and a half, but that seems too mean. Um, so for me, it was a little actually higher than season three. For me, the only high part really of season three was just the wedding, Rosemary and Lee and their wedding. Um, and so season four for me, I'm giving it two point two five, two and a quarter crowns, um, just because 
I don't know. I really liked what Lee and Rosemary did again, but it was it was fun and a little different from what we usually get to see in Hallmark because it wasn't just them falling in love. It was them learning how to live in love, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like, good. And I'm, I mean, it gets a tiny bump from just the fact that at least finally Jack and Elizabeth are taking a step forward in the relationship, even though Jack has disappeared for the last half of the season. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like everybody was so depressed and I just, yeah, I didn't really like it. So I'll give it two, two crowns and uh for me because i i've just found it hard to get through where jack and uh elizabeth's wedding i'm sure will happen this next season so that'll be nice if it doesn't they are the freaking worst but this whole series their relationship has just been slow i mean it took them uh 12 episodes just to kiss yeah it's i'm i'm mad at them um i will say that i also I am looking forward to seeing, I guess, Gowan's trial. He's going to have some trial, or Mm -hmm. do you think they'll skip over it, and they'll just be like, oh, I can't believe that he only had to go to jail for three months. (laughs) It'd be nice if they just zipped through that, and uh, I don't know. Uh, They, they... (sighs) I I guess I'm fine with him being, I guess Abigail's back at being mayor at the end, right? Yeah. I guess this town's never heard of elections. Like, how is how is Henry Gowan the mayor if everyone hates him? Who voted for him? Right. I don't know. And then Maybe who voted the for Abigail? Person. Maybe he was the only person who ran, so that's who ended up doing I it. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. But I actually oh well. would be super interested if they started doing little love stories for the children. You know, like have them like, grow up have them grow up a little bit um i mean there's older students and then i would also be interested in seeing i was like can't they have a relationship just get over and done with for jesse and abigail's daughter-in-law like either either get them in love and married or stop talking about it and just have like some fun relationships like we don't need like the one relationship with the the widow and that uh the new minor that from season two i think it was uh or maybe it was season one i can't remember but you know that that little subplot that they had where he was trying to understand the the boy like it was just kind of like cheerful and happy and it was the side plot but i feel like a lot of these side plots lately have just been kind of kind of depressing and and um negative and i don't know like i would just like if you're gonna do these side plots make them kind of positive and and romantic and fun and and you know what i would really love i would really love for mrs blakely to get a or like a romance mrs blakely she's the one who is kind of like gossipy i guess oh yeah okay she's, what she's the guy the, the one who was like sort of romantically interested in the uh preacher who was not actually the preacher who was actually a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i would love for her to have a romantic storyline mm-hmm. so all right well cool well i think we covered it pretty well uh, so next week we are going to be talking about chesapeake shores yes in and, its entirety because yes. that's the finale is uh next week right this Correct. weekend finales this weekend and so we can look forward to that we'll be talking about season one and two and uh, so yeah take a take a look at that and uh so uh where can people uh find you uh they can find the podcast yeah that's right 
on Twitter at Hallmarkies Pod or on Instagram at um, Hallmarkies Podcast yeah. or our website, which is not functional, but it will be interesting eventually. We've been HallmarkiesPodcast.com. Um, or you can, if you want to contact just me, I'm at Amber Brainways on Twitter. Yes. So we have been very, very busy. We're trying to uh, improve every episode. We're trying to, uh, you know, add, we got our social media mostly set up. We still have some things to do, but we're trying our best to, to get things set up and just have fun with it. And so yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to follow me, you can follow me at smiling LDS girl on uh, social media and my uh, channel is Rachel's reviews on YouTube and uh, my blog is 54 Disney reviews. And so I will be seeing Blade Runner uh, coming up. And so you want to look on my channel for that, uh, the new Blade Runner. I just did a podcast uh, yesterday uh, with uh, a friend of mine, Patrick, where we talked about uh, Blade, uh, Blade Runner, the original. So uh, yeah, I definitely have eclectic taste. You can see, <laughs> but, uh, but it was, it was fun. And so, uh, you can find all the links in the description section to our various content and to the, the, the social media of the podcast. And please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and put in your reviews and ratings. Uh, right now we just have Rachel's reviews for iTunes. Like I said, we're, we're, it's a work in progress. So, but we'll put a link down. If you could give us uh, your feedback, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye guys. Bye.